Hello everyone, my name is Kendall and welcome to Unofficial Book Club, where life and stories meet. And just like any book club, we'll only be spending half the time actually talking about books. And this is that half. In these book club episodes of this podcast, my guests and I will be bonding over my favorite hobby, reading. Getting to know their relationship to books, the ones they love, the ones that have made the biggest impact on them, and so much more. Now before we get started, I want to remind you that my guests and I will be sharing our own personal experiences, opinions, and possible book spoilers throughout this episode and all future episodes. Let's get started. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another book club episode, the season four premiere episode. I am back with my TikTok sensational guests, Maddie and Kristen. Thank you so much for coming back for a book club episode. You're welcome. We're so excited. Woohoo! I think we mentioned this in the previous episode, but one of the interesting things that I shared with you guys is that we have very different tastes currently in books. So the whole reason that I like fell in love with your content is because I don't read fantasy as much and um, romance or dystopian or sci-fi as much as I used to. And I read nothing but thrillers and scary things with you, which you guys don't read as much. And so you've given me all these different recommendations. And so I'm super curious because we have such a different taste, like what books you can bring to my life. Hmm. Challenge accepted. <laughs> the books. But let's start with the first question, which seems a little ridiculous to ask. But can you both tell me, do you like to read? And what is your relationship to reading? We love to read. We really <laughs> love to read. I love reading because I love imagination. And I feel like when I am reading, I am spending time in this place that can really only be tapped into while I'm reading. So mm-hmm. Reading is a getaway and it's an escape. It's a place where my brain gets a lot of delicious stimulation and I don't know, I crave it. If I don't have it, I feel like I need a hit, you know, mm. like a, oh, it's been a while and got to <laughs> jump in. Yeah. Reading, my relationship to reading is if I have free time, I want to be in another world. So mm. I read every single day. I read for multiple hours every single day. And have you always been avid readers? I know we kind of talked about this, that your dad's an avid reader and basically everyone in your family is. Have you both always been avid readers? I have, um, but I've never read as much as I'm reading now, but I have always consistently read weekly, almost daily, Mm. like my entire life. Yeah, I have had more breaks than you have. You went through like a TV TV series era. Like, remember, you would go crazy. And I was like, how did you watch five seasons in like two weeks? And you were yeah. like, I don't know. It just took over my life. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I definitely had a moment there with that. And I definitely had a nonfiction moment mm. where I was reading like all self-help. Why does that give me the ick now so bad? I'm like, Ugh. Why are we working on ourselves? <laughs> Even though I know there's a place. <laughs> I think we need to rebrand that like genre. It needs to have a different name. I was talking to somebody about this where it needs to be not like self-help, but there needs like the enlightenment genre or like something else. Cause I think that scares off people sometimes, but I'm sure there's so many amazing books. We could call it like the like yes queen. <laughs> there you go. You know, just like, just get on with your bad self. Like, yep. I like that. Mm -hmm. 
And so when do you both usually read the most during the day, at night, at commuting? Night, yeah. at night. Definitely nighttime. Um, I read best when I'm not distracted. And if there's a lot going on, it can be hard for me to zone out. And I really want to be solely focused on my book. So bedtime's the best. Yeah. Nights and weekends is when I read the most. Mm-hmm. And how do you like to read? A paperback, Kindle, audiobook. What's your favorite? My my favorite is physical and I absorb the most when I am reading a physical book that I am annotating. Mm-hmm. But the books that I've loved the most this year, I have read all of them on audio because Ooh. I found that audiobooks are the best way for me to get over the intimidation factor of big books or um, long series. I'll just do them on audio and then I can be doing other things while I start it. You know, if it's going to take 100 or 200 pages to really get me hooked in, then I can be doing other things. I can be doing dishes, laundry, gardening, whatever, while I'm listening until I get like fully absorbed. And then sometimes once I'm fully absorbed, then I will switch to the physical books. So that's happened in several series for me this year where I'll do books one and two on audio and then like three on I'll be in the Mm. physical book because I definitely retain better and I'm more immersed when I'm in a physical book. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I feel like um, a little bit more cocky when I'm reading a physical book. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm a reader (laughs) with a book, but I got a Kindle this year. And I always thought that'd be so stupid to read on a Kindle. But let me just tell you about the light convenience of that ding dang book. Like I love, I love Kindle now. The problem is I want to own physical books on my bookshelf. I need to be able to read it on my Kindle when I'm on the go or late at night. So I don't keep up my partner, but then I need audiobooks because I go on like multiple mile walks with my dog and I like commute everywhere. And I'm like, ah, so I literally have all three going at one time. Yeah. yeah. I do feel like the biggest flex is when you're reading a physical book. Like, yeah, I agree. I think I like my Kindle. I don't use it as much as I should. And I don't use it when I travel, which I again should, but it's the most convenient thing to have a series back to back on. Like you finish that last page and you just swipe to the next one. And then audiobooks. I'm listening to the invisible life of Addie LaRue right now on audiobook. And it's, it was, I started it reading and I really enjoyed it. And it's so beautifully written that I really enjoyed it. And then listening to the audiobook, it like, I don't know, it just makes me like feel like I'm there with her story. And it's like, oh, I love it. I think it's so, so good. Did you pick that one up because of us? I did. Oh, one of the many. And, and one of my very close friends she gave me her copy and I like forgot that I had for like, I've had it for a year and she's getting married on Saturday. So I'm going to give it back to her on, at her wedding, but, oh my God. I, but I forgot I had it. And then I started reading it and I like all uh, like wanted to highlight certain parts. And I was like, I need to get my own copy. And I did like when she talks about wanting to be a tree to like grow herself. I know there's like this passage that's like so beautiful and I just had oh. to highlight it. I loved it, but I love a good audiobook. I will say, and I have a question for you, you both. You listen and you read fantasy. How do you feel about your, hmm, how do I phrase this? Do you feel like you read fantasy words, names correctly? Because I yeah. think it wasn't until I listened to a book on audiobook did I realize that I had been reading it wrong. And I was like, wow, I can't read. 
Like that's not how I pronounce that at all. And fantasy is a genre that I feel like in my head, I, I'm literally that person that's like, and then she went to Hodora and then they like, that's literally, I, I'll put an extra letter in there. Like I, every time and I can't, I can't read. I think it's a hazard of the genre, but I, but. a lot of authors are getting hip to this conundrum and they are putting pronunciation guides in their books Ooh, and they definitely provide pronunciation guides to their audiobook narrators. And so mm-hmm. you can often get somehow, some way you can figure this out. I remember this happening when I was reading Throne of Glass at the beginning of this year. And I was just like, um, I want to make sure that I'm saying Selena correctly. Mm. As, it, as you're reading it, it could be Kalina, Selena, Selena, like it could, it could be a lot of things. And so I just found a Reddit thread. Like I just Google that shit. Honestly, mm, really? like, how do you pronounce whatever? And I just always know that I'll be able to find some kind of legalistic nerdum online for everything that will tell me what to do. And how often are you right? That's my real question. Cause I'd I say 90% have- of the time I'm wrong. I feel like I'm like 80% correct in the sense that like, I'll have it mostly right. <laughs> I remember like, okay, like um, my husband and I were arguing over how to pronounce this name in the way of Kings and he was pronouncing it Adolin and I was pronouncing it Adolin and it's actually Adolin. So I feel like I was more correct because I had like the right rhythm, if that makes sense. hmm um, but yeah, but the, we both were pronouncing the A softly and it's supposed to be pronounced long. So I don't know. It's just, I feel like sometimes it can just be a way you connect with people over like, well, how do you say it? How do you say it? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Potato, potato. Mm-hmm. I definitely say everything wrong. And honestly, <laughs> I read the names and I don't, Maddie will be like, wait, who are you talking about? Cause I'm like, remember that character in that book that it's like the main character. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I can't even, I'm like, remember that book I read last month? I've already forgotten the name of every mm-hmm. single character. I feel like you said, she red. wears a blue dress. Like yep. it's so stupid. Man, like, you me. read the name a thousand times. <laughs> we were reading Serpent of the, and the Wings of Night. And oh. Kristen was like, wait, and how do you say the guy's name? I'm like, Rain? That's not even a weird one. <laughs> because I have so many book boyfriends. They can't keep them straight. I'm just oh. <laughs> I love that though. That's me. I like, I'm like, I have to describe it because I couldn't tell you what the name is. Like that one person that we remember, they went to that place. You know? I had that barely star. remember the name of the book. Yeah. It's like on Kindle, you don't even look at the front of the book when you're oh wrapping it. You do. So always, I'm like, what book am I reading? <laughs> you always say titles odd. It's so funny to me. Like, I just, it's, I think it's, I it's think fine. it's a great part of us that we are mm-hmm. just so wise. We let go of information that's not super important. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> we got title. the gist. We got the gist. <laughs> yeah. And so how do you get most of your books? Are you library people? Are you buying books? Are you now because your TikTok famous getting books sent to you? How do you get your books? Well, I would like to manifest more hardcovers being sent to us for sure. Mm. Um, I have been a library girly for a long, long, long time because we have two apps that our library uses where you can listen to audio or you can read it on your Kindle. Mm. And then I have a library at the end of my street. I can walk to it. So I can just like put it on hold. It tells me when I'm ready. I go over there, pick up my puzzle, pick up my book. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, It's so convenient for me to do that. However, 
I do, if I really like a book, I want to buy it, but I usually borrow or Maddie, <laughs> Maddie spends a lot of money so I can just borrow her book. <laughs> I do a lot. You. I do lend you a lot of books. Um, I buy everything. I do thrift most of it, but I buy physical copies of everything. Maddie spends so much money on books, but like my thing is like, there's other things I want to buy too. I buy all physical books. I thrift most of them. And the way I do it is if I've bought a physical book that's intimidating me, and I'm looking at you the way of Kings, then I will just listen to that audio by getting that audio from the library, but I still own the book. Yeah. No, I like that. That's how I do it too. If I, if I really like it, I will buy the book and it might not have been the copy that I read. Sure. You know, yeah. now do you let people borrow your books? Cause I don't, I let one friend borrow a book and I didn't even wait a day before I bought another copy. Cause I was like, what if I never see that again? I, I need my copy. So I don't I let people this. borrow. I respect that. It is very stressful because some people are just not like you stealing your friend's book for an entire year. Like I wouldn't be friends with you anymore. I'd be like, exactly. It's freaking Addie LaRue. What's wrong with you? <laughs> exactly. um, but I lend books to Kristen and I lend books to my dad and that's pretty much it. Cause mm. I know they will read them immediately and give them back. Mm. Which yeah. reminds me, I have a friend who has one of my books right now and I need to tell her to give it back. And we are no longer <laughs> friends. Wow. <laughs> Hardcore. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I had to text my friend and be like, Hey, how weird is it to bring the book to your wedding to give you back with like your card? And she was, and she was like, I didn't even know you had it. And I was like, oh, well, I bought my own copy. So I guess I'm not keeping it. And like, you can have it back, but she and her partner do like book of the month. So I guess it was one of the book of the month and they had already read it. So yeah, I had it for like a year. Oh, oh, well. Shoot. Yeah. Now, are you using Goodreads, Storygraph, both? Goodreads. Goodreads. Mm -hmm. What the heck is Storygraph? It's the same thing, but different. Mm -hmm. I started using Storygraph because Amazon owns Goodreads, but Storygraph is really cool because it's woman owned. It's a small business, but it also gives you like pie charts of the moods that you're mostly reading, how fast you're reading, the genres you like. I will say the lists that you create are a little bit different. I think Goodreads has like a better way of like making a bunch of lists that Storygraph does it. I think both of them need a platform in which you can message people, but that's fine. Um, but I loved looking at the moods I was reading over the year because I didn't realize how much of it was like depressing. I have heard that the oops that I have heard that Storygraph is more loved, that people mm -hmm. prefer it. But I think because we got on Goodreads first and it's just, it's a lot to transfer all that oh information. My it's not, you can export your entire Goodreads account and put it into your story graph. Cause that's what I did. And it was very easy. And my entire um, reading for the year went into it. There were a couple of books that were missing, but I just added them. I think Goodreads is used more by people. And so there's less people that I know that have story graph, which makes it like harder to use. But, but now we know about it. Yeah. So, it's so really cool. you're spreading like the word. That's crazy. Hopefully. You have a lot of followers on Goodreads. I feel like a lot of people have followed us on Goodreads because of our TikTok. Can I tell you, I'm so embarrassed because you know how like when you read a book, you can like rate it, put the dates, you can like leave mm -hmm. a blurb. Um, I only do the stars and the dates that I read it. So, oh, are you saying same? Okay, yeah. here's the deal. I am like not into talking. I don't know. I'm just like, nobody's going to read this. 
that I'm like that what my opinion is and I'm just gonna put it on TikTok and people will watch it on there I will have you know you talk about it on your podcast that's how I feel I write a review for every single book I read and I will are an overachiever and I will (laughs) have you know it is it helps me retain what I read there's a blurb Mm. that tells you about it it retains like how I felt about it the stars The stars are not enough. (laughs) Yay or nay or eh. Mm. It's not enough for me. And I will have you know that people respond. I know because you're actually a writer. Like I read one of your, okay, I just, I just finished Dark Age, which is the fifth book in the Red Rising series. And it's called Dark Age because it's dark as fuck. Like I said, it is seasonal depression in a book. (laughs) It's 34 hours on audio. And so I'm like. I'm like writing, I, I rated it four stars because it gave me depression, but it was well-written. So it's four stars. So well-written. I like the first comment is my sister's on it, like a blurb. And I was like, what did Maddie say? And I read it and I was like, oh my gosh, she's like the Jesus of writing. Like she's so good at writing. And I was like, why would I try to, why would I even compete? I'd write like, I don't know, made me feel sad, feeling sad emoji. Mm-hmm. That's how I feel. I feel like I, I'm a hypocrite because I look up reviews to validate whether or not I should read it. However, I only put the stars and the dates that I read it because I feel like if I'm ever going to do a review, despite the fact that I love to write, I feel like I I speak it better. So like doing a TikTok or putting it on my podcast is like a, a better way. I feel like I can express myself better. Otherwise, like I'm really going to have to take notes throughout the whole book because I would want to be able to give it a good enough review. And I don't know that I could remember all the things that I really loved beyond yeah. the basics. I yeah. don't know. You just live in the moment. Yep. And so you're mm-hmm. like, I can't go back to that moment. Yeah. Matt has a superpower for doing this. Like she really, she really is like, just go to her Goodreads tonight just for shits and giggles yeah. and <laughs> read some of her reviews. And you'll just be like, wait, what? I feel like, like, how do I go in a (laughs) message? Like, that's like, I feel things through sounds and facial expressions. And so when I like in me and Maddie's TikTok, when we're reviewing books, I'm like, I add nothing except for the dramatic. (laughs) I'm like the punctuation points at the end. And Maddie gives all of the information. (laughs) It's just random that Maddie talks and says really intellectual things. And it's cut to me. And I'm like, I That's don't so funny. That. I've never thought about it like that, but yeah, I can see that. Yeah, I feel that way. I do not think anyone in our audience <laughs> thinks that I am intellectual. Are you kidding? <laughs> no. I think you're both very eloquent in the way that you talk about books and especially the way that you talk about each other. Like, I think it shows the things that you are very passionate about by the way that you talk about them in your videos. Like mm. you can tell. True that. Got it. Although the video of Kristen reading Manacled, like, all of the different clips, that video was very funny and very, like, you know, you can feel it. You can see the reactions, the emotions, the like feeling you had. I'll never get over this not real book. This Mm. book that's not even a real book. uh, It lives rent free. So my next question is, do you always finish the book or do you put it down? And how far do you get into a book before you put it down? Or what is the stopping point if you do? I have honestly not finished less than five books this year. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm pretty willing to see it all the way through and only give it two stars if that's what it is. 
but I think I just like have a thing about completing things. And I think it's hard for me to feel like I can give an honest judgment of something if I didn't finish it. But that, that being said, we are trying to get better, both of us at, um, having that discernment off the bat, like within the first 10% of a book about whether or not we want to commit for the long Mm -hmm. haul or not. But I've just read enough books that take one to 200 pages to really grip me that it's really hard for me to judge something that early on, even Mm. if even if the first 100 pages, I would say are slow or boring, or I'm not, I'm not connected yet, or there's plenty of criticism I could give of that first 100 pages. But, you know, some people are just much stronger closers than they are openers. And so I, I just hesitate to not finish something that's been so highly recommended by somebody that I trust, which that's basically my whole TBR. I'm not just like randomly choosing stuff. A lot of it has been recommended. I would say all of it has been recommended to me by people I trust. So it's hard for me to quit something. Mm -hmm. Um, But sometimes I'll reach out to the person who recommended it to me and be like, Hey, this is how I'm feeling. Was that your experience? Because, or is this just not for me? I've definitely done that. And uh, there's just some things that I've just had to be okay with just rating lower, but I still finished it. It's hard because I feel like it would be easier to not finish a book if I wasn't doing a monthly recap on TikTok every month. The problem is now hmm. if I read a book and I'm just finishing it, I'm going to have to review it. Like I'm not hmm. going to not mention that I read that book. And then we always say our star rating and I'm now getting concerned that I'm going to offend authors. Mm. Um, So it's actually, it's, it's getting harder for me. I would rather not finish the book and just not mention it. They give it a bad review. Then give it a bad review. Because I, I don't think just because it's not my cup of tea that that means it's not anybody's cup of tea. Yeah. It's also been really hard because sometimes I really like, like an author's first book. And then I go into the second book and it's not as good. And they start following us because we tagged them and we said, we love your book. And then I read the second one and I'm like, well, yep. So yeah, I don't know. It's challenging. Like right now I'm 75% through a book that I'm like, I want to finish it because I want to add it to my books for the year, but I don't think I can rate it more than three stars. And then that's going to hurt that book. And I Mm -hmm. don't want to hurt that book or that author. Have you ever skimmed a book? Like I've, I've done that now when it sounds like weird. I don't know how to explain how I skim it, but there was a thriller that my friend suggested and I, and they were like, it was one of my favorite books of this whole year. I read 150 pages and I was like, when are we getting to like where we need to be? Like, especially in a thriller or mystery, you're like at some point, like something has to happen. And so I just skimmed like reading a lot of the dialogue, certain pieces would go back, but I just like skimmed it till the end got what I needed out of it. And I was like, Oh, that was really good. They could have, you know, done that a little earlier. Yeah. Like if, if you had done this earlier, I would have read the whole thing. Very interested in it. I've only done that with one book this year and it was only for the end. Um, because it it was kind of cringy, but Mm -hmm. no, I don't, I don't often skim, but that is a superpower. I I don't know if I could skim. I don't trust myself. Like I'd probably miss the whole ding dang thing. I probably did. Or audiobook, I'll put it on like like 1.75 if I'm like not feeling it. Although I really listen to like 1.25 is like the speed I listen to normally because some audiobooks are so slow. 
Yeah. Voices are so slow. Maddie listens to everything at two. I listen to every book at two speed. I do Mm -hmm. 1.5. And that doesn't feel like skimming to me. Like I I process that. But I wonder if fantasy books are read slower, to be honest. Mm, Maybe that's why. I mean, it feels almost like weirdly like slow motion when I listen to it at at regular speed. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Piggybacking on what you said though, Chris, Mm -hmm. like sometimes I think. It is easier. I think what you're talking about is indie authors. And it is really hard for us to give a low rating to an indie author because that one, if they have so few ratings on Goodreads, let's say that that three star is going to negatively impact them more than a three star is going to negatively impact like a Court of Thorns and Roses. Yeah. So right. I think it depends on the book. But just to be honest, one of our book club books that we chose for the Sisterhood Book Club, A Touch of Darkness, which you chose, you chose that book. Whoops. You liked that book. I gave that a two stars in the book club. Like, I was just like, this was not my thing, dude. Like, no, mm. gross. I did not like it. And that's a very popular book. And so to me, I just felt a lot more comfortable giving it two stars because I know that it is already connected with its readers and the people who do love it, who are giving it five stars have found it and are rating it and are loving it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so my two stars will be helpful to somebody who it's not for and who wants to know ahead of time before they spend the time or the money to read it. But it is really hard with books that are that don't have enough ratings because yeah. then you don't want your, like, I'm the outlier, but I'm going to pull this whole thing down. Well, and more like our TikTok is like, it's like a, a lot of people look at it. And if I give something a low rating, like how many people that maybe had it on their TBR take it off or like yeah, will remember yeah. that I rated it low. I don't know. Like, I just, that's hard for me. I just like to talk about books that are great. So I'm trying to only read great books. That's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, those are all valid thoughts. I mean, as somebody that consumes your content, like, had you been like, this is not a great, like, I didn't love this book. Like, I don't know that I would have read it, but I wonder if like thinking about it now, I've had books that I, like, I always see a three-star book for me is one that I would recommend to somebody else. Like, because I got through it, I enjoyed it, but maybe it wasn't for me or whatever the reason is. So like, I think I, I've done that before where I'm like, you should read this. And somebody is like, did you love it? And I was like, I didn't love it, but I know you will, or I think there's something you could like about it. And that, you know, is different. Yeah, Yeah. That helps anytime. And maybe we should actually make a video about this at some point, just for credibility's sake. But anytime we've ever worked with a paid Mm-hmm. situation where we're being paid to read the book and review it we always address up front in the contract unless we can honestly give this a three star mm-hmm. we will not be reviewing it and what we will do instead since we're under contract and you've already sent us the book is if we read it and we cannot honestly give it three stars we will promote it as something we have not read and talk uh-huh. about just the back blurb and who you and try to use the language you've given us of who you think will like it yeah well we'll just say we were so excited to be sent this book. We're, this is who it's for. This is what it's about. Sounds really great. If you're a fan of this genre, let us know if you pick it up. There's a link in our bio. And then literally all we're doing is being paid to spread the word about something Yeah. to the people we hope it's supposed to reach. But we will never, we're just like, we don't want to, obviously we don't want you to pay us to give it a two-star review. Yeah. So we'll read it. And so we just have to be really careful about who we agree to read but but we'll just say that right up front we're like if we can't give it three four or five stars not gonna give our review (laughs) what is your favorite book or what are some of your favorite books and why it is so hard because we love so many books um I mean I've already 
just of the year or like of all time of all time oh my gosh um childhood on it's okay so my favorite book is always the five-star book that I read the most recently like I Mm. am just not a very loyal person recency bias. (laughs) I just, I think that like the thing that's like at the more, the forefront of my mind. Um, but there's just been some really standout books over the last year. I've read more over the last year than I've ever read in this amount of time. And I have to say the throne of glass series, um, shook me to my core. And like I said, made me cry. Like I've never cried. And it's not like, Oh, it's such a sad book. It's like, I just felt so deeply. I was feeling emotion so strongly through that book series um especially the last couple of books red rising kind of feels like some sort of a new religion for me i feel like some of the themes and the lessons that that series has are um actually the gold nuggets of life mm-hmm. and so i feel like i should reference it like some people reference a bible <laughs> and then manacled manacled was the most obsessive reading I have done. And I can't remember how long. Like I could, nothing else in my life mattered. And I was thinking about it, dreaming about it. I would, I couldn't wait to pick it up more than like an addiction. I have never had to a book, which blows my mind because I did not even want to read it. Um, So I would say, oh my gosh, we've read so many good books this year, but I do think I'm a series girly and- that the Red Rising and Throne of Glass, I can't believe I did them in the same year because they're very long series, but they just, they will be on my bookshelf and I will pass them down to future generations as the way, the truth, and the life. Wow. <laughs> Religion. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this is how her cult forms. <laughs> oh my gosh, but I just read Love in Other Words. Oh my god. And I've never spoken out loud so much reading <laughs> a book. And I read it in less than 24 hours. Yeah, you did. Oh, Wow. Yes. Um. The, actually, the last couple chapters, though, almost ruined the book for me. They ended it incorrectly, but it was worth it. Wow. <laughs> Still a five star. <laughs> there are so many good ones. I have a list in Goodreads of like my top books of the year, and it's over 20 books long. It's intense. But I, I think I have to be really cliche and say that I think the best story I've ever read is Harry Potter. I think it's amazing world building, incredible characters beautiful themes, powerful, powerful storytelling. Everything feels really earned. Everything everything builds towards a really nice complexity. I just think there's a reason it's iconic. I think there's a reason it has shaped and informed so many people's lives. And I know that something that large can't help but be controversial. And I know J.K. Rowling's a controversial person right now. And I'm not blind to any of that I just for my 30 years on the planet of all the stories that I've read I think that one Mm -hmm. nothing can touch it so far but this year it has to be Red Rising for sure for sure nothing can touch it and I would say Red Rising is the Harry Potter of my adulthood Ooh, yeah truer words have never been spoken (laughs) (laughs) but Mm. there's a lot how much time it's a lot of work How much time do you have? Go dig through our TikTok. Yeah. (laughs) We are going to make a video at the end of this year that's going to be like the top of the top of the year. And why? Yeah. It's going to be hard. We're going to be cut. We are going to be super cutthroat about it. I will say, slide this in here. One of my favorite 
new discovery authors of the year for me is Olive Blake. And I will read mm. everything that woman writes. Ooh, what are some of her books? She I wrote the that. one that I haven't read yet is the Atlas six, which I think is what oh, most famous I have for. It. Okay. okay. See, I don't know. Authors. You this, is, this is my problem. I don't know authors. Like as we were talking about fantasy words that we don't say, like I don't authors don't, it's so bad. And I'm so sorry, but authors slip my mind. Yeah. Um, titles and everything else but yes I have that book I have not read it it's yeah she wrote one masters of death masters of death one for my enemy enemy and alone with you in the ether are three standout books of the year for me I don't think anyone writes love and obsession like she does I it's okay. phenomenal mm. she, she's polarizing I think people love or hate her but I feel like mm. she writes things specifically for me oh okay you might like you because you're kind of a dark girly too I know yeah, I, I'm I'm getting into dark academia too is something I think I'd oh, like to read a little bit oh. of. I yeah. actually per your per another recommendation from you all, I bought today at the Target sale um The Secret History. Uh-huh. I have that to read. Yep. Um, that's one. You will love it. I hope so. I did, yeah, I between that one and If We Were Villains, I have to I usually have to go with If We Were Villains, but I did love them both. They're okay. great. I've heard good things about it for years. I just have never read it. It's iconic, classic. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what books have had like a big impact on you? I know you kind of said Harry Potter, Red Rising, any other ones that had an impact and what kind of impact? We've already mentioned The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue. That one Mm. I think was, I think that book is standout and worth mentioning because every person I've talked to took something different from it. And I think that's a really powerful book that can pack such a punch for different people and be so thematically sound that people are getting something different from it. I mean, it's not a really Mm -hmm. long, complicated book. I I can't believe people get so many different things. But, you know, Kristen got something totally different and very pertinent to her than I got. And so I think that is a really impactful book for all different people for different reasons. I don't know Mm. that it's a super cut and dry theme. Mm -hmm. I think it kind of, it's like um morphous mm. it just kind of is a chameleon for people so mm. now I'm curious to ask the people that I know who have read it like what they got from it because I didn't know that you've had that experience as you're talking to people yeah what they got from it yeah that is one of the cool things about our um platform is like people are really wanting to talk about books Like people want to talk about it so bad. And I think a lot of the people who follow us kind of use me and Maddie as sounding boards, like for Mm. their opinions. So I love like, we'll ask people, you're supposed to ask people when you like (laughs) make your title, like, what did you think about this book or whatever? But people will just come out with it. And it's fascinating. Um, uh, People will bring stuff to my attention that I kind of missed. And, and I like it because this is why books are so awesome. Um, you just like, I, I want books to like expand my mind. And Addie LaRue was just, it was expanding some minds. I don't know. Me, yeah, me and Maddie, it's almost like we read two different books because like yeah. the way I saw it was totally different, but yeah. we both like rated it five stars. Mm. Yeah. But I'm like, what book did you read? <laughs> Seriously. Seriously. I love that though. That's mm-hmm. really, that's really interesting. Cause I'm thinking about like, I'm currently, I'm like 60% done with it right now. One of the things that's sticking out to me the most is Henry's curse at the beginning of it I was like wow my inner thoughts are like I would love everybody to 
love me and find something that they love. It's like the basic human nature of wanting to be loved and accepted and then seeing people find what they want out of him versus like who he is, is like very heartbreaking. And I just Mm -hmm. found myself as I'm watching the heartbreak happen and the disappointment for him, I'm sitting there like, wow, I thought this was going to be great for him and it isn't. And what does that say about me that I want to be liked or whatever it is? And that hit me and I was like, oh, wow. We read it with a physical book club of just five girls this summer. And it was fascinating to go around the table and listen to each person share what you just did, like which character and which moment hit them really hard. And it is so interesting because there was a girl who, similar to you, really identified with Henry and someone else didn't. And, so, and Kristen identifies most with Addie mm. and I identify most with death. So mm. I think you end up pulling lessons and meaning and resonance with mm-hmm. the character whose plight hits you hard. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so I just think that's a genius bit of writing when each character mm-hmm. is developed well enough. It's not that their plot is developed so well or that what they do is so interesting. It's that who they are and how they're engaging with the world and the need that they have that's not being met. Yeah is relatable and they're all different needs. They're they're all different cravings and achings that they have. Yeah. And so what book would you like to read again for the very first time? Oh my gosh. (laughs) I think I'll just start reading it every year, to be honest. I don't know that it will ever hit as hard as it hit the first time. Mm -hmm. That's why I say I would like to read that for the first time again. Now, this the flip side of this question is there are books that I think are going to be even better the second time around. Mm. So what that's a whole different the second time around. I think I'm gonna like One Dark Window better the second time. I know I'll love Addie oh, every oh, bit, oh. If, if not more <laughs> time around. Red Rising, I think, will be even better the second time around. Wave Kings. I kind of um wonder, we've talked about this. We were so obsessed with Akatar when we first started because it was like, you know, our gateway drug to fantasy again as adults. But now I'm like, I wonder if I'd read it again and be like, this is so basic and boring because like you evolve or your taste just changes so much. And like, I still think I love it, but I kind of want to test that theory. I kind of want to reread it to test the theory. I will say I have only reread A Court of Mist and Fury and I enjoyed it better the second time because I Mm. wasn't so impatient for her to get where she's going. I forget that you haven't read it. So I almost mm-hmm. just spoiled it. But I, did not. <laughs> I enjoyed the second book better on my second read. I don't think I will ever reread the first book, but we'll see. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. I just think it's hard for me to reread a book because I have so many books I still want to read, but I just mm-hmm. feel so fondly. I feel like I cuddle my books that I bought and I look at them fondly on my shelf. Like, remember you? Like, <laughs> I just love you. Mm-hmm. I also mm-hmm. think Dune is better on a reread. But anyways, that mm-hmm. wasn't your question. Your question was, what could we read the first time again? I would choose mm-hmm. Manacles because it will never hit as hard as it hit the first time. I'm going to have to say samesies. Mm. Okay. Okay. And so what are some of your favorite tropes or themes or things you want to see in a book or story? Definitely a slow burn, please. Not too much banging. Like I live for that, but not all day. Um, I think I think my favorite story is when there is a very strong, capable female character that I want to be, and that the yes. man is not 
lusting after her and being I just I don't like the love stories when like the guy or the girl is like this weak person I want two very capable people who like run side by side also I don't Mm -hmm. want the whole story to be about love I want love to be a part of a story yes and I just want it to be like we're saving the world (laughs) (laughs) with whatever world it is but we're also in love but we're also capable Mm -hmm. and whiny people Mm -hmm. my favorite Mm -hmm. I never met a heist I didn't like Oh, I love a heist. I feel like that story structure works so well for so many things and you can pack so many things into it. I just think that structure always works. So I've never met one. Never met one. I didn't like. Yeah. I like a heist. I like a good quest. Like I really, the journey I'm here for it. Mm -hmm. I also, I really like a book that all happens within one night. And so each chapter is like a different hour. Yes. Oh my so gosh. I've not done that in a long time. So I love good. it. Mm-hmm. What's your favorite recommendation for a book like that? Or the first one that comes to your mind? The first one and probably the only one I've read this year is by Holly Jackson and it's called Five Survive. And I didn't, t- it's like a young adult, like mystery book. And basically these kids are all on a road trip to Florida for spring break and they're in an RV. The RV pops a tire and they pull over and then a sniper starts shooting at them and they have to like figure out why and get out of this. And you're trying to get to know each character and who they are and how are they tied and whatever. And it was, it was a good story. I think it was interesting. It was probably a good three stars and it was just entertaining and fast paced and it was quick, but I have yet to read another book like that. And I just loved that idea. I was like, I want to read something that happens in one night or one day. That's what I want. Mm -hmm. So cool. Mm -hmm. So do you think the book is always better than the movie? No. No. (laughs) I think think that the film adaptation of Dune is stronger than the book. Mm. It couldn't exist without the book. So, Uh but I think that the movie is top tier brilliance. It's artistry. Like I loved Daisy Jones and the Six so hard, but that show was incredible. Mm-hmm. Better than the book, you think? I didn't see it. I mean, I loved the book, but the show, I was so worried. Like, do you, are you ever worried? You go into something, you're like, the yeah. book is so good if they F this up. But yeah. I was like, the whole time I was like, are you kidding me? I think I liked it more. And didn't they, they wrote music for the show, which is something yes. that like you can do with any kind of film adaptation yeah. or TV show. And that's really oh. cool. I also think that the Bridgerton TV adaptation is stronger than the book. I didn't mm. read the books, but I did watch the TV. Yeah. I think I only read the first book, Great. but I think the first season that follows the first book is better than the book. Mm. So, but yeah. I think more times than not people do. I think the books <laughs> do more times than not are better, but yeah. What Overall. Do you uh, I think it depends. I think there have been multiple in my childhood, like Percy Jackson, who have ruined the book um, with the movie, but they're making a show now on Disney Plus. So hopefully it'll be very good. Um, I think, yeah, I think as long as, I feel like as long as the author is involved in some way, shape or form, I can get over it. Like I remember in high school devouring Pretty Little Liars and like devouring every book alongside it. And it was very different, but like I knew Sarah Shepard was involved and I just have, and I think if you can separate the two and enjoy the ride on both, then like, I'm not that pressed, but 
ultimately the book's always better. Full circle. When Kristen said that I had a moment where I was more into TV than books, that was me with Pretty Little Liars. Oh my God. No one dissected that show as hard as I did. And I think about back then when like you didn't have a streaming platform. So like you would have to come home to watch it on ABC Family. Like you'd have to watch it every night. And my sisters and I would sit in front of the TV and like be so excited for it. And I read every book and it was so good. Maybe you should read that book. Probably not going to happen. It's okay. That ship has sailed. You were also into what? Vampire Diaries. Oh, yeah. Mm, Ex- yeah. Gossip Girl. Yes. Wow, she's airing the dirty laundry. No, it was out. so funny because Maddie would be always like, you need to watch this show with me. And I was like, I have a life. <laughs> but now now we just, yeah. No, what was, is the 100 a book? No, I think so. The 100 is a great show. That show has a lot of the parts in that show that I love in books. I think that that Mm. show reminded me why I was like, I need to get back into reading because, or at least into like enjoying reading and not self-help where I was stuck because I just love those stories. They're so good. We just pretend that that show ended after season five and season six (laughs) and seven don't exist, especially Mm. season seven. I already forget what happens in every single one. I just remember how it made me feel. I just am in love with Bellamy. Bellamy Blake mm. forever. Mm. Anyway, Did you watch the 100? I watched one season of it and then I can't remember. I have a problem. I will binge something and I'll binge it to a point and then I'll get tired of it. So I almost need to like watch it every so often. Yeah. Because otherwise I won't finish it. Which well, is and they problem. have slow parts. It's hard to stick with something when it gets yeah. really slow. And I need to be like your mood readers. I need to be in the mood. Like I don't want to, like sometimes I need something that's happy. Sometimes I need something dramatic and I read similarly too. Like I'm always reading books at the same time. Do you read more than one book at the same time or do you yes. always go back? Okay. And are they in the same genre or are they across many genres? I try not to do the same genre because yeah. it helps me compartmentalize better what's happening. Cause like in one day I'll read two, maybe three books because mm. one's audio one's you know, yeah. And I need them to be different. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. So if your life was a book, what would the title be? I have a list. Do you have one? You have a list? Yes. Uh, Maddie. So I want you to tell you me. Go first. You can pick of my options. No, I won't pick your title. No, no, no. For me, okay. pick which one of these you think. These okay. are these are the things that I think embody me. Picture this on the title. Okay. <laughs> Focus. Oh my God. <laughs> All in. Intense focus. This that's, is gonna this is gonna be your favorite. This so. is gonna be your favorite. Fuck yes or hell no. I feel like it sounds too much like a self-help. <laughs> Give me everything or nothing at all, which is long. Yes, but that's very and then my favorite one is Dolce Fernietze. Oh. Which is Italian for the sweetness of doing nothing. Oh. Okay, that one or intense focus. Yeah, those would pro- those probably like describe me. The okay, book. what yeah. book, how would you how would you um label my book? I would be like, nice try. Everything. <laughs> I feel like you are that movie, everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. I like I like those. There's definitely a theme to all of Maddie's. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm like intense focus. And that's it. <laughs> no, those are good ones. Or like all or nothing or just so yeah. I love the Dolce Fagnante one because that's like what I aspire for. That's the for. bougie side of you. Sweetness of doing. In another language. Nothing. She's like has a cigar in her mouth on the front. <laughs> like 
Yeah. rings and that are like making dragons. Yes. Mm. Gosh, I mean, I, I mean, you're not always everything everywhere all at once, but I mean, I feel like what if you you're said gonna earlier, do it, do it. that like, I feel like you're like that, like there is no option for the glass to be half empty or half full. Like for you, it's like, if the glass oh, the to- glass is half full, no discussion. Exactly. <laughs> like it's full. It's and not like, a question. On the cover, this is my graphic design, but it'd be like uh, the glass is half full and you would just cross off the word half so that it just says the glass is Oh, full. that's good. I like Maddie, that. That is Chris. Let's write it. <laughs> there you it's go. Just annoying. But how do we write that? Like, how do we put that <laughs> on the page? It's just Here's a bunch real. of like blank pages with just that sound written out. <laughs> when I'm feeling things. Oh my gosh, this is so fun. Like that. Or you can make it a journal. Like that's your brand of journals and then you just have that. I like that. That's there you go. Mm-hmm. Maddie, the designer. Mm-hmm. Just cross off half. Class is full, period. So what books are on your list to read next? Well, we both have some goals. We actually made a video about this recently. So it's kind of at the forefront of our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to read A Fire Endless, which is book two from A River Enchanted. Super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of Outlander vibes. And mm-hmm. I, I'm going to finish Red Rising. I have the last one, Lightbringer. I am excited, but also sad. Like I've been yeah. on this journey for five very long books. Um, so I'm going to finish that. And then I think my other really high priority is what was the one you just told me not a study in drowning I mean I would like to read that what was the one that you just read and you were like ah all of you like alone with you in the ether alone with you in the ether the way Maddie spoke about this you can tell when she's like excited Mm. to it changed her life and if (laughs) if we get to that point I just say okay it's next Mm. oh and those are all very different books I feel like it'll give me like some yummy variety for the rest of the year Alone with You in the Ether is a book that I can honest to God say, like, no notes. It cannot be improved. Mm, okay. Is- I guess it's on my list. I already said that okay. it changed your life. You don't have to sell it again. Sorry. You've <laughs> done your job. Okay. Then I really need to read The Seven Husbands of Evelyn Hugo. You get to read Ooh, The yeah. Seven Husbands. That's the last one that, like, I someone's coming for me by the end of the year if I don't read that book. Have you read that yet? Yes, I have. Did you enjoy it too? I did. I liked that and Daisy Jones. I really enjoyed of her books. I haven't read the other ones. Malibu Rising. I haven't read Malibu Rising. I started it and I didn't, I put it down to be very honest. But I, but I, I, I think I could have liked it. I just didn't, I wasn't in the mood. Like I just wasn't hitting for me at that time but I could see why it would be really good and people would enjoy it but I really enjoyed seven husbands I listened to it on audiobook and I feel like that for me was really great because you're listening to someone's story already and to hear it like that I just felt like I was going on her journey with her and I really enjoyed it that way um same with Daisy Jones actually both were audiobooks and I just felt like I was it's like a memoir almost that way Yes. I loved Daisy Jones and the Six and I read it when it first came out and like way before I was doing book talker, like reading a lot like I am now. So I'm excited to read it. That's a big priority for the year. And then because I'm obsessed with Olive Blake, then mm-hmm. I'm reading The Atlas Six. Wow. Are those the only so two many books. books you're doing? I read all the other ones. <laughs> 
that I promise to read by the end of the year. When I tell you this girl can read, I'm, I like, I'm a, like in awe. I, how I wish I had all the time in the world to read. I really do. I get disappointed when I'm like, this is all I read for this month. Like, oh, or no, like, I look back and I'm like, you could have used that time to read. Like there was one day I forgot to bring a book and I was sitting at a conference for work and I was like, I could just be hiding reading right now. And I just forgot a book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you know what? It's okay. Like uh, we get so hard on ourselves because you have a podcast and you talk about books and we have a yep. TikTok, but like, are you enjoying when you're reading? Then you're That's winning. the thing. Yeah. I think I don't want to get too overwhelmed. Right. Don't I get like, out. yeah. Don't make it a job. Yeah. And there's other good things. Kristen just told me that she's prioritizing a show like for the first time this mm, whole it's the last kingdom we can do an entire other podcast to talk about it it's so good I might have to watch I am it. prioritizing it because it's incredible and it gives me the same feeling as good books yeah so I'm just I'm enjoying watching something it's been a long time yeah do you read and watch the same types of things like is your tv movie okay. interest the same as your books yes Yeah. The only difference being I read a lot more fantasy than I read sci-fi. And um, for watching, I watch more sci-fi than I watch Mm -hmm. fantasy, but I do watch both. But sci-fi is my favorite visual genre. Mm. I just think there's like nothing better than I I just love sci-fi. But but in books, I do I do gravitate more towards Mm. fantasy than Mm sci-fi. It is very interesting to me too, because it's like, we act like we have all these books to read, but there's people writing books right now. Like we, you just have to say like the fun will never yeah. end. The yeah. river is always flowing. Yeah. So just like jump in when it works. And, yeah. and if you feel like going to bed early or taking a nap or just like mm-hmm. hanging out with a friend instead, you're not, mm-hmm. you're not doing anything wrong. You're not breaking. Yeah. Any rules. Yeah. Yeah. So then my final question is, what are you reading right now? And also plug to the Sisterhood Book Club on the Fable app. What are you reading? We are reading The Cruel Prince. Mm, Which I can't wait to get my copy on Friday and start it. It's been on my TBR and you're the reason I'm actually reading it. Hey, (laughs) listen, this was on our TBR before we even started our Book Talk channel. Um, I think Bronte because Bronte was my favorite, is one of my favorite book talkers. And she was definitely the person I was watching before we ever started creating content. And she loves The Cruel Prince. And so I had put it on my TBR long before my TBR grew to the size that it is now. And so I'm so happy that the poll voted for it this month because I just haven't gotten to it. And it is scrumptious. Let me tell you, I know that people are on both sides of the aisle on this book. But for me, it's just like the perfect mashup of everything that I love. And I'm devouring it I already have books two and three on deck and I think all of them are going to be in our monthly roundup like there's no way I'm stopping it's I'm not taking breaks we're just going all the way through that's I'm currently I started reading the cruel prince this morning I'm so excited I'm actually listening to it um because it was available at my library oh my gosh and I'm also reading spells for forgetting (gasps) I loved that one Yeah. I mean, Maddie recommended it really highly. And even though like everybody else wants to like sing jingle bells right now, I'm still in spooky season. (laughs) So I'm like, I forgetting it all day. Yeah. Listen, you love thrillers and mysteries. I do. 
You need to read Spells for Forgetting. It is. It's Spells for Forgetting. mystery. What okay. happens back in the day? Oh, for forgetting. Okay. Sorry. Spells for Forgetting. For forgetting Spells for Forgetting. By okay. Adrian Young. Okay. Okay. We'll add it to my list. Your very Ooh. short list, right? <laughs> my very short list. Oh, my gosh. Before we sign off, I have two book suggestions for you. I gave you the third one before we started recording, which those who listen to this podcast know it's Silo. I love Silo. But the other two, and whether or not you've read them, let me know. But they're not fantasy and or dystopian or sci-fi. So we'll see if it's something that piques your interest. They're a little bit darker. They're more up my alley. But The Seven and a Half Deaths of Evelyn Hardcastle. Have you read it? No, but I see it everywhere. By Stuart Turton. It's so good. And just when you think you're reading it and it's good, the ending slaps you in the face. Slaps you in the face. You can never predict it. It's basically about this person who is at a dinner party in which a murder occurs. It's the murder of Evelyn Hardcastle. And they wake up in the body of a different person at that dinner party and, and like relive their experience at the dinner party as they're trying to solve the murder before it happens. So each time they die or they, you know, get hurt or whatever, they wake up in another person's body and they're like, oh shit, I have to get through this night. But now I'm this person and I still have to figure out who killed her and how to prevent it. And then the ending, I just can't even. I'm sorry. But this absolutely sounds like a crossover book for fantasy good. lovers because it's really good. This waking up in other people's bodies. Yeah. Yes. I am mm-hmm. here for it. Not our December book club pick. Yes. <laughs> at it now. It's We're so good. Merry Christmas. Murder. And I think it, I think it was an audiobook that I listened to it. Like, I think I listened to it on audiobook and I really, it was like being at a like murder mystery dinner. Where I was just like trying to currently adding to my Goodreads TV. That one was really good. And then the other one is Sign Here by Claudia Lux. Sign Here. Yes. So it's following two storylines. The first one is the Harrison family, who are a family, a mom and dad, their son and daughter, teenage kids. And there's some mystery about their family that you're kind of figuring out about their past as you're listening to each family member kind of go through their life and their different relationships. And then simultaneously, you're following the life of this soul who has died and is living in hell and working up the corporate ladder to basically find his way back to earth. And the way that he does that is he has to get people on earth to sign away their souls to him. And so he'll show up on earth during like a very crisis moment for them and basically try to get them to sell their soul. And so he's working his way up and there's only one way that he can get back to earth and he has to get somebody or the whole Harrison family to sign over their soul to him. And so you're trying to figure out how all these people are intertwined while being in two completely different like universes. So like the first one is kind of a normal mystery, a little bit of a thrill to it. And then the other one is looking at hell and like the way that it's created and whatnot. It's very good. I really enjoy it. Mm -hmm. So those are my two suggestions for you if you hadn't read them because I thought they were interesting enough and not dark enough. Love it. Oh my gosh. Are you about to turn us to the dark side? I hope so. I mean, I'm now reading fantasy and I didn't think that I would. So 
I love that. There's always that book that's that gateway drug into a new genre for you Mm -hmm. and it unlocks something. Yeah. And I always said, I want to, as much as I, my guilty pleasure is like a thriller because it's entertaining. It's fun. It's a quick read. I want to read a bunch of things. And I always love when I read a bunch of different things across a whole, you know, spectrum. And so I'm more than happy to do that. Love it. Yeah. Uh, Kristen and Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today. Uh, Thank you for giving me any ounce of your time. I have enjoyed this so much. I'm such a fan of your book talk account, which I will put in the show notes, your fable book club. I'm so excited to read the cruel prince. Uh, Thank you. Thank you so much for having us. You are amazing. Loved these questions. And we just need to now jump on a plane, get to see (laughs) You can put us up, take us on a tour of all your favorite books, and we'll just swap a bunch of books. I'm game for it. This was a blast. You're so much fun. And this podcast was like, at that time went by so fast. Crazy. Like we could talk longer, but we This can't. is why I warn people. I'm like, it's going to be an hour episode. Like I just know. Before. I just know. I just know. I try to like limit to 45 minutes max and it's an hour episode every time. Every time. Every time. Because you're just good at this and you get everybody talking and opening up. You're such a good interviewer. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I, I try my best. Oh, thank you. Thank you for your sweet words. Well, uh, I can't wait to listen to this episode live. I know. In the new year. And it'll be the anniversary episode, which I'm very, very excited about. It's full circle. I had you on my list when I was getting ready to start this. And it finally happened. Manifested. <laughs> Manifested. Uh Thank you guys again. And everybody listen for the next set of episodes. Bye everyone. Before you go, if you haven't already, check out the unofficial book club on the Fable app. The Fable app is an interactive platform for virtual book clubs where people from all around the world can come together to create this beautiful community, sharing and interacting over the books they're reading. There are so many different book clubs on this app and I'm moderating the book club for this podcast. This is not a sponsored ad. I'm just excited to host an online book club. My guests and I discuss so many amazing books across so many different genres and categories. So to be able to bring them to life in a space where we can all interact, that's what I want for this book club. Each month, we'll be reading a different book from a different genre or category. So you can join us each month or during the months in which the category piques your interest. If you want to learn more about which genre we'll be reading for each month, you can check out the schedule on Instagram at unofficial book club pod. So download the Fable app to join the unofficial book club and read alongside me and follow me on Instagram and TikTok at unofficial book club pod to be updated on any future book club picks. If you're looking for the link to the book club, it'll be in the show notes, along with all of the books that were discussed in this episode and any books discussed in other episodes are listed in their show notes. So thanks for listening and I'll see you next time.